Oh, it's your favorite time of the week. All your work is done, and it's time to relax. So come, grab some friends, and let's get lit and join the rotation. You are now in the rotation with Suncoast Normal. We are your host, your Suncoast Normal Executive Board, and we say it's time to legalize it. Get it right this time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Sunday and it's time to jump into the rotation. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. So, see now where's where's my where's my title? Cue that thirty to fifteen music. Uh the the Nah, you, you hit the table and it knocked wires out and now I can't hear anything. Yeah, but your dog hit the wires back the other way. I gotta I gotta figure this out. Hold on, guys. I I got it. All right. From now on I will only hit you. If that works better that works out better for you. Well, <laughs> it is it is Sunday and it's time for the rotation with your favorite folks from Suncoast Normal. I'm Gary Stein, the political director. Just below me is Coming direct from, from the top of the bottom of the, belt, of the beltway, Chris Kano. Hi, Kano. Hey there. How we doing? What's up? It's good to see you. Ooh, it's good to be back on the show. Uh, last weekend, you know, I had to drive back up here to D.C., so I, I missed the show, but it was a long drive. I'm, I'm glad uh, we're back on track. Damn, this, like, these headphones are bothering me. Yeah, I don't yeah. even think that the people that, like, that are watching can, can hear this, but... Carry on, guys. Carry All on, right. Carry on. So you so you drove back to Washington D.C. Did you have any any issues in regards to the uh, the gendarme on the way up there? No, um, you know, easy drive. Uh, didn't have didn't run into any any issues with the police or anything. Um, you know, I will say that being back here in D.C. though, I'm glad to see that there's some some actual movement of what's going on and, and changing some of the cannabis laws here. Um, you know, there's some key votes coming up. Uh, one of the votes that's happened every single year since 2014 is to vote to authorize in the budget not to use our taxpayer dollars, um, allowing the Department of Justice to, uh, you know, essentially raid dispensaries in, in adult use and in, in legal medical marijuana states. So I'm glad that that's back in the budget this year in um, something that folks can you know take advantage of. But there is, you know, one definite thing that I really like uh, that's coming up here, and it is there's federal legislation pending to expand veterans' access to medical marijuana. And so, you know, looking at um, the veterans' access amendment, right now, veteran doctors are forbidden from providing paperwork uh, to complete a, a doctor's recommendation, forcing military veterans to have to go out of network, pay out of pocket. You know, some of our vets are on fixed incomes. And so that's that's definitely a concern. And this is something that uh, has passed in previous sessions of Congress. However, Republicans sitting on the House Appropriations Committee 
uh, have oftentimes elected to remove the language uh, during the final, you know, conferencing concurrent votes. So, you know, with the change in the Senate uh, wow. cur currently being under the Democrats, uh, everything is optimistic this year that uh, the Veterans Access Amendment will finally pass and, and, you know, VA doctors will be able to recommend medical marijuana to their patients. That's about damn time. I mean, seriously, we have so many vets out there with PTSD. It would make absolute sense if the VA would, would embrace that kind of thing. Almost like as if we had the cure for Agent Orange, you know? Yeah, if we had a cure for Agent Orange, uh, hopefully my grandfather would still be with us. But uh, he passed away from leukemia back in 2005 from complications due to exposure for Agent Orange. His uh, his base in Thailand during the Vietnam conflict uh, came under attack. And, um, you know, that he was uh, serving at the base where they stored it. And so uh, being a plumber, uh, he, you know, he probably got exposed to it while he was fixing pipes after a, after his base came under attack. So it's a shame that uh, so many folks out there, you know, especially our vets have been exposed to so many things over the years, whether it's Vietnam vets and Agent Orange or Gulf War vets being exposed, you know, in contracting Gulf War syndrome, or like you said, Gary, just the PTSD. So there are a lot of different, you know, things out there that uh, cannabis can treat, a lot of different conditions that our veterans are suffering from, whether those scars are visible or not. And it's important. So I'm asking everyone, click this link or, or copy it, paste it, and send a letter to your member of Congress asking them to support this. You can actually click the link and, and write a letter to your senators and to your uh, representatives and asking them uh, to be on board with this. Now, if you're in Florida, I, I highly encourage you to send it because what I want you to see is the response you get back from our United States senators, namely Marco Rubio and Rick Scott, and you will be highly pissed off or at least, uh, at the very least, uh, sadly disappointed what by the response. you get back? It's, it's, oh. it's, not, it's not often that you can get pissed off by an a, a form letter. What, what, what do you mean a form letter? What do you get back? Like, what it, 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 it's, it's one of those automated emails that'll tell you, you know, basically they don't support marijuana legalization in any way. Uh, marijuana's a gateway drug. Uh, we already have a massive opioid problem. Uh. And I'm sitting there like, okay, you know, you know that marijuana is an exit drug that can get people off of opioids that can help our vets. You know, one of the things that really irritated me was that um, uh, per, a big pharma, namely uh, Purdue, was given, you know, essentially the, the VA system to utilize as a testing ground uh, for its opioids. And, and the opioid epidemic, you know, s essentially started uh, with our veterans being experimented on. And, and it's, it's not right, it, you know, and now when, when there is an actual substance that can get them off of the opioids, uh, you have these senators in place saying, oh, no, when, when these senators were complicit in the in the epidemic because they took money from these pharmaceutical companies. And so it, it, it is absolutely uh, a, a serious issue that, that we have to step up and, and advocate for our veterans for it. So uh, I isn't it crazy when you when you look into like the real history of drugs like how many lies are just said to you like i mean even yeah. like like cocaine like uh, essentially like the biggest problem with like there's medical cocaine movements right now in south america and if you want to go out you gotta yeah. take her out you know yeah like the uh, cocaine's still a schedule two drug in america it's uh marijuana is a schedule one you know, um, like the biggest problem with cocaine is when the, the CIA uh, and the federal government came out with crack 
and you know um use cocaine to like take minority minority populations and, and bring them down um because before that cocaine was like a white collar drug that was like wolf of wall street fucking shit like you know that was like you know you were on wall street you're doing cocaine man yeah so, yeah if you put yeah. it with a platinum uh, american express card to do it really right you know yeah, yeah. You got to be rich to to do well with cocaine. Hundred dollar rolled up bill. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, some some of some of some guys that I know uh, who are very staunch conservatives and Republicans are some of the biggest advocates for legalized cocaine and legalized prostitution. And they're like, "Freedom, baby!" And I'm like. Does that mean that Matt Gates is going to file some legislation to lower the age of consent nationally? Oh, Gary with the low blow. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I want to, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole shitting on politicians all morning, you know, what I, but what I do want to do is give some kudos to some of the politicians who are doing it right. Like our neighbors to the South uh, in Puerto Rico. So uh, Puerto Rico signed a law. Yeah, Puerto Rico's governor has signed a law protecting qualified medical marijuana patients from workplace discrimination. Shout out to Puerto Rico's governor for doing the right thing. Now, if we could only get the Florida legislature to even give our bill a hearing, you know, and, and let alone actually push it through the process and get it to the governor's desk. But under the, the expanded law, employers may not discriminate against authorized patients of metal can- cannabis in their recruitment, their hiring, designation, or the termination process, or when imposing disciplinary actions. <clears throat> and I think that is, is a vital component moving forward. Now, several U.S. states have similar degrees of protection. Um, those include Arizona, Arkansas, Connecticut, Delaware, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Montana, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Dakota, Vermont, Virginia, and West Virginia. But Florida, <laughs> not there. I got I, it's it's a little bit of a stretch for Florida. I gotta say, man, like I I have no faith for any of this happening in Florida. And the reason being is because like we have here we have dispensaries that fire people for having dreadlocks. Mm. You know, so like I think the mentality here is a little bit different. I think uh, really a lot of people don't realize, especially if you live in Miami, Orlando, or Tampa, that Florida is really a good old boy state, man. Oh, it most uh, definitely is. It's it's pretty it's pretty much purple. Yeah. That's only because the red stuff from the panhandle kind of dribbles down on top of the uh, the Democratic uh, stronghold is in the. Orlando and the Tampa area and in Miami. Well, actually, not really Miami. Miami is half half and half. And Miami is half and half. Yeah, we we we, we have, we have the, the Hispanic Republican population along with the the liberal uh, oh, Democratic population. Would you say that Miami is a cafe con leche? <laughs> con azúcar. <laughs> Dulce de leche. <laughs> well, maybe maybe that will change when it comes to uh, freeing the, the, the Cubans right now from where they are while they're they're protesting. Maybe that'll make a difference. What do you think? I don't know what the. I mean, do you guys think the Cuban protests are going to make a difference when it comes to marijuana? Well, I've been to Cuba uh, as recently as is two thousand and eight, no, seventeen. Yeah. No, we were there 17? No, 18. I went there the summer of 18. And uh, the one thing that I, I learned about their cannabis there is it sucks. 
Uh, oh. they, you know, it's like, did you, did you buy weed in Cuba? That's cool. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. The, the, I, I brought my own. <laughs> Uh, come on, I, I like I like my weed grown uh, uh, with a taste of freedom but, and a little bit of danger. There sucks, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean the swag is like fifty bucks for a gram of swag uh, that you're gonna get somewhere on the Malecon from some random dude. Versus, I had a vape pen of like uh, uh, XJ13, and I was hitting it, and I passed it to my driver. He's like, "What's this?" I was like, "It's Malta," and he was like mentiras he's like he's like lies and i was like no seriously hit it he took like three hits he was like oh yo what is this he started taking selfies sending it to his friends you know i was like yeah man oh that strain is actually the one the cia used to interrogate prisoners and he was like huh <laughs> <Como?"> there's a there's a... another country corrupted by american tourists you know? <laughs> there's also a strain of mushroom that grows here in florida that's a, a Cuban psilocybin or whatever, psilocybis cubanus or whatever, you, however you That's call it. Cubanus, yeah. There's also a Pensacola cubanus. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But Cubans, Cubans, we love weed. We love mushrooms, man. That's I mean, the way it goes. It, it's good to know that, you know, Pensacola is known for something else besides the crack cocaine. So it, it's nice to know that they have their own mushroom strain named after them. <laughs> There's a lot of crack in Pensacola. I'm not saying I haven't really gone to Pensacola. I mean, it, they have spring break there, so wouldn't yeah. shock me. And it's the well, it's the Scam oh. Scambia County is like notorious. It's right there near the Alabama border. And I mean, think about it: the Alabama Florida shore. Like, have you ever seen the the shows? I mean, all those yeah. people people do is drugs. I I don't <laughs> I don't feel comfortable in the Panhandle, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't feel comfortable driving uh, into Marion County any, or any farther north. <laughs> mm. You know, it's like uh, I think Alachua was about a safe zone, but um, you know, you run into some zero tolerance counties on on driving through Florida, uh, which can be terrifying because a zero tolerance county takes you straight to jail, no questions asked, for any minute amount of cannabis, whether it's a small joint, if it even smell funny, and they can find it in your ashtray. Zero tolerance is is definitely uh, you know something that that's a holdover. Uh, you know from this this systemic racism that we see in the in the war on drugs and we can we can tie this into puerto rico like all those drugs that we were talking about like we got comments in the in in the comment section saying that pensacola is known for meth meth not crack and here's the thing drug, oh, drug tests I, I, it doesn't make any difference to me okay as, as, whatever floats your boat excuse you gary it's it's you got your drugs uh miscons misconstrued there but either way, whether it's meth or, I, whether it's meth or crack, those drug tests you you take for a job, right? They're not really specifically made to check out for meth or crack. They're because that shit comes out of your system in just a few days. So marijuana stays in your system for a whole month when you're taking these tests. So yeah, yeah so these people in Florida are doing meth and cracking, you know, working at the the, the corner store, and people in Puerto Rico are smoking weed and they're able to keep their job. Well, you know, and also ironic, Colorado doesn't have workplace protections. You know, I recall the guy who got fired from his job at DirecTV in Colorado, um, and he was in a wheelchair. He's a legit medical marijuana patient. He's a quadriplegic. He works in a call center. He's not installing dishes on a roof where, you know, maybe if you're a little stoned, you make the wrong move, you slip, 
you know, you cause a workplace accident. This is a guy answering phone calls, dealing with Karens who are irate because they're paying too much for HBO. I mean, if anything, that guy definitely needs to medicate. And he gets fired from his job. And, and it's just, it, it really irks me that if this is going to be a legitimate medicine that is in over 40 states, then, then how come we still have these issues with the private sector? We need the businesses and, and culture to catch up as well with the laws. Mm. Now, it all, all depends on who's uh, implementing the law, too. We're getting a lot of comments today about, about our, our buddy Grady Judd over in Polk County. Yeah. Grady said he will enforce the laws that the, he is given. So, you, you know, you had like a Grady Judd accent. Wow. We will enforce the laws. Yeah. That, yo, and he is the pig in the pole. Yo, you want to talk about feeling weird traveling around <laughs> Florida some places when just going into Polk County, I feel weird. Oh, man. That, yeah. Trying to get back and forth to Orlando. It's like, welcome to the danger zone. You know, <laughs> you put that cruise control on 69 and you just ride under the speed. Yeah, line. I'm not I'm not stopping at a gas station. I, I just need to make sure I got plenty of gas before I go into Polk County. I'm a pilgrim in an unholy land. You know, well, it, you know, we, we we attempted to try and get Lakeland to decriminalize. And uh, it ended up being a, a you know a hung vote that they tabled it because there was not enough votes either way to either kill it or or actually pass the ordinance. Um, but the thing that struck out to me the most was that the city of Lakeland in 2015 arrested 401 people for simple possession, which is less than 20 grams. But out of that 401, 200 of them were black men. So if six percent of a city's population makes up fifty percent of its arrests for a crime, then to me that shows that there's some type of implicit bias into the policing. And I recall the police chief at the time saying, "Oh no, we just over police high crime areas." And I was like, "Well, why do you consider black neighborhoods high crime areas?" You know, th there are definitely some issues in policing in this country that people don't necessarily want to talk about, that they may be uncomfortable to talk about. But we it need to. We need to address like, it. Like a logical loop. Like we we over police high crime areas. Like apparently there's high crime because you're over policing it, maybe. There you go. Uh, there you go. Well, it's uh, the same way the city of Tampa had that bicycle ticket issue where they, they nine out of ten bicycle tickets got oh, issued to, to, to yeah. black folks, you know. And, and that's what irritates me is that for all the advancement that we have at the local level, our policing is still an issue. I mean, even with how hard we fought for civil citations in the city of Tampa, uh, you know, what you see is citations are tend to be given to folks who live across Kennedy versus folks who live in West Tampa or East Tampa. Yeah. Yo. You, you, you've given through Louisiana, haven't you, Chris? Oh, yeah. I, I'm glad that one time I drove through Louisiana and got pulled over. It was clean as a whistle because I was sweating bullets just being pulled over in Louisiana. And somebody asked me why I was going so fast down I-10 in Louisiana. I said, I got to get to the chili trucks before it closed down, man. Just I got to get straight through Louisiana into Texas so I can get one of those chili pies where they have the Fritos and they put the damn chili in it. That's that I-10 Texas food. I am so hungry right now. <laughs> But Louisiana, it, they their bill they passed this last week. It's now going into effect, and with those guys, you uh, only have to pay a hundred dollar fine if you're caught with less than fourteen grams. For those of you mm. who don't know math, that is a half ounce. So yeah, Louisiana did just institute its decriminalization law. So you, Gary, you're saying Louisiana has it? It's half an ounce now of flour, and you only get a ticket in Louisiana. Yeah, exactly. It's one hundred uh, with uh, without any fear of jail time. 
Could you guys imagine dispensaries in like New Orleans? You imagine dispensaries oh, here man. in Ebor, man. Like, that, that New Orleans so is a place cool. where you can still walk down the street as long as your beer is in a plastic cup. Yeah, right? And you can't have any weed. And you're not supposed to carry around beer bottles. I'm sure that if it gets crowded out there, like the fucking the police tolerate the smell of cannabis in the air, you know? Well, uh, it, it has to overcome the smell of urine coming out of the sewers. Oh, God. Uh. You know, one of the things that, that in all of this, um, we talk about policing, we talk about criminal justice reform. We have to understand that states like Louisiana, Alabama, um, grow much of their agriculture on prisons. You know, it, it, it's slave labor that is growing the food in, in, okay. in many of these places. There are more prisoners in Louisiana than there are China and Iran put together. Now that oh, is saying something about land of the free, right? Wow. So, so, so understanding that if we can chip away at at this system which has been putting Americans in jail for so many years, then then you know even a little bit, then it, it, it is progress. It's not the end all, but we can we can keep working towards it, chipping chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, and and ideally, you know, decriminalization at the local level is one way we can do that. At the state level. Are we going to get a medical marijuana initiative passed in 2022? The answer is no. There is no ballot initiative currently that is well-funded enough, well-organized enough, that has the ability to get it on the ballot in this upcoming midterm election. 2024, in a presidential year, more than likely. Also understanding that turnout tends to be lower in off-year elections. So if we can get it on the ballot in a presidential year, it's more likely to pass with the 60, you know, 6% that it needs. Hey, Gary. What is that? Hey, Gary, did you find it? Find what? As, as, as your unfortunately named new segment by Gary Stein? Uh, no. Let me be clear, Gary. You can change the name of that segment at any time. <laughs> you just got to tell me what you want to call it. <laughs> okay. We don't have to call it what Kano wants. I, I would prefer we change the names of the segment. Yeah, but I, thought, I thought the G spot was clever. I just thought we could give Gary I mean, his time It's to clever. It's clever. You know, it is. But maybe we should be, uh, listen to me. You know, I'm trying to be professional and stuff. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> because. We are semi-professionals. Don't try this at home. <laughs> I, no, don't. don't. You can't do what we do. Well, what, what do we do? I have no idea. I just Here's here. what we do at Suncoast Normal. We help develop bills to make the laws better. Because as much as people don't want to have just total button, it's totally legal, don't have to worry about it anymore, that's not going to happen. The politics got us into this. Politics going to get us out of this. And we're all at varying degrees throughout the, all the states. It would be great if we could get uh, federal, federal legalization. It would change, solve so many problems, not only just interstate commerce, but also <clears throat> more access in regards to uh, medical because they can't take you. They wouldn't be able to take you off the, uh, the transplant list because that's a federal list or kick you out. Or throw your medicine out if you're in ALF if they if they get Medicaid Medicare rather, there is a whole host of things, including the banking, including insurance and things of that sort. And we're we're, we're hoping to get there eventually, but we have to just continue fight, fighting at both sides. So so we're fighting at the, at the state level. We do have bills again for this session. 
coming up for medical protection, patient protection. Expand the number of qualifying diseases because just the 10 that we have doesn't cover them all. And that, that forces doctors to have, have to do some mental gymnastics to make it fit. And they're being chastised as to how they're doing that from the Board of Medicine, the Board of Osteopathic Medicine. So let's clear that up, make it easier for the doctors. Also get them uh, telemedicine so that they have it at all times. <clears throat> and of course, we're all, we are trying to get reciprocity so that when somebody comes over to Florida and they have a medical card elsewhere, they can use it over here. Can that make perfect sense? Because face it, health, uh, health conditions uh, stop you from going on vacation every once in a while. And do we really want everybody who is, is using this as medicine to go to Colorado instead of Florida? Suncoast normal. We want you to come to fucking Clearwater Beach and smoke weed, man. We want you to come to the beaches here, to Disneyland, and go to a dispensary. That's our goal. <laughs> That's our goal. Yes. And that shit will save Florida. Now, I know Disney's going to hate me for saying this, but it makes so much more sense when you're just slightly uh, sativated, you know? like The guy's a political ge genius over here, you know? Geopolitical, yes, absolutely. Ge Geopolitical. And that's why that's why we're we're awesome. I mean, the world is changing. We get bills and shit. Mexico finally next month will start their their legal uh, cannabis sales, and let's just see how that what that does to the black market in Mexico. That's basically what they're trying to get rid of. They're trying to get get rid of the grip that the cartels have on the supply chain over in in, in Mexico by making certain that legitimate folks have the chance to be able to sell it. Wouldn't it even be greater if it we were it is like it is in, in Europe right now. <clears throat> or you can get take a prescription and take it to a pharmacy, and you can pick up your weed there. It makes it makes perfect sense. You, to you me. don't have to get let in by a security guard who unlocks the, the giant steel door and all this kind of thing. Yeah. And they actually allow to have their gummies to have colors. And speaking of which, because of the fact I noticed some people have been wondering, all right, Gary, are you wearing a mask with advertising on it? Well, it does say wanna. But I have to tell you that Guana is not one of our uh, sponsors, so I can't say that this is actually what it says on my face. We're just friends. We're, we're, we're just friends. Now that you can't sponsor this show, we definitely could use the money, and we definitely buy your gummies. So especially our friends. Especially Spon our friends. Yeah, sponsor, sponsor this show especially. So I want to thank Guana for not being one of our sponsors, and hopefully we'll change that soon. Yeah, we'll change that real soon. And but, shout out to all the other MMTCs who are watching right now who could be sponsoring but are not. That's you not brown nose guys, guys. Let's not do that. <laughs> not with those guys. Not with those guys. Not with those guys. So. But those well, out-of-state guys that want to come in here. Yo. Well, that's, that's, another, that's another issue. I mean, right now in Illinois, they're having a huge fight over the fact that they had a social equity push for the new licenses over there. And people from out-of-state are saying it is unfair that people in-state have a better chance of getting a social equity discount and license than the folks who are out, out of state because they are trying to concentrate, especially in the Chicago area, to make sure that Illinois folks and Chicago folks are the first to get those licenses. <laughs> and it makes perfect sense. And we, we are stuck in a 50-state system right here of varying degrees. I, I, uh, from Idaho and Nebraska, they can't do anything to places like Texas where it's only CBD only. And we have medical states like ourselves. And we have medical and adult use like Colorado, California, Alaska and the whole list over there, but <laughs> more more than half the U.S. at this point. I mean, even even New Jersey, New Jersey, and New York. You know, it's uh, crazy. Uh, so, well, fellas, look, 
I, I will look forward to jumping into rotation with y'all next week. I got to run, but Gary, uh, keep, the way, keep, keep updating the folks and y'all keep it cool. Bye, Kenna. See, this is what happens when you talk against the government over there in, in the Beltway. Every once in a while, they take you out of your house. Yeah, that's why he had to go because the the goddamn government, the Alphabet Boys, which those socialist, those socialist, federalist, capitalist people. I I don't I don't understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what I'm trying to say is that they're trying to work on it federally. We're hoping it does get it done, but right now we're still dealing with state laws. And what that also means is that if you want to be a company that has uh, a presence in more than one state, it, 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 it's quite a process mm-hmm. to create what, what is called a multi-state organization because you have to apply in each different state, each, each different way. And that's one of the reasons why the licenses here in Florida have been like, you know, cherries to folks trying to, trying to get into the business. Sure, anybody would like to, to get their first uh get their first license in Florida in a closed system, which only has 22 licenses of which only 15 are actually active. Yeah. And uh, so therefore you have a much more constricted market, not so much as a free market. Uh, we do have excellent MMTCs here, but of course the system could always be better. We could always use more competition, mm-hmm. but the, the, the multi-state organizations, uh, well, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Now, about six, seven years ago, I went to the last meeting where they set up all the rules for the original uh, set of licenses back at that point in time. And, of course, they gave out five after it was all said and done, and the rest of them all got given their licenses through through lawsuits. But I was remembering seeing what was going on at that particular meeting, and we said one of the most important things you need to do is to follow the money. We want to make certain this is a clean industry. Straight to the top. And so, therefore, you need to know exactly who is owning these MMTCs as they're going forward. But here's the problem. If you have a license which goes through the application process and they get a license here in Florida, <clears throat> it just doesn't make sense for somebody to be able to come <coughs> in from another state where you have no idea where the money is coming from. Mm. And they just go ahead and they buy that license. So they're one step away from the application process one step away from the kind of regulation that we had originally intended. So we really have no idea who is, who is are the owners of <laughs> these, these multi-state organizations or MSOs. Um, at this point, um, I think we need to grow some balls. I think uh, we need to take a cue to what California was doing back in the day and like do like city ordinances that will legalize marijuana. Well, California has their own problems too. You have basic counties and cities that totally opt out of the program. So if you're trying to travel with a with, with, with a stop from, from store to store or whatever or, or, or delivery, you have to you have to avoid certain counties by going around them as opposed to through them. Because if, if you're caught, of course, it's it's, it's criminal. Now I can't hear anything. <laughs> oh yeah, got got a little blockage in there. I think uh I think it's still going. Are we off? Of, are we off the air? Are we still on the air? No, we're still on the air. Oh, okay, very good. The microphone's going. It's just the headphones are malfunctioning. We so, don't, so everything's fine. Well, we're we're curious to know what what you feel about multi-state organizations. Do you think that they should have just as much access to the licenses here in Florida, or we should try to keep a a, a Florida-based system where it's more of a, a closed situation and everybody here is a brand new company as opposed to people who have had uh, experience in other states? Yo. 
like that's that's what I'm saying. Like I'd say that we close it off to just Floridians. As a matter of fact, I say we close it off to just Tampa. Oh, nowhere go. else. Well, there, yeah, no. just just Ybor City. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> I say we close it off to just Floridians. Well, in, in essence, it, we we do have it I don't, kind of closed off. We don't have reciprocity, but. Uh, well, right now, as part of manufacturing and distribution right, of consumer packaged goods, right? Well, right now, I mean, I there, like we we came to the conclusion last week. Like we were talking about this. I even got a note up here from Lou that says Vitacan is Florida based, by the way, Jacksonville. So, okay. so we, I think we came to the conclusion last week that there's like three Florida based uh, uh, MMTCs, and without doing any more research, I'm just going to cl- conclude that the rest are Canadian. <laughs> That is so, that is partially true. Yeah, it's mostly true, and like that's I I don't want to do the work, so I'm going to go to the safest bet and say that they're all Canadian. So, um, well, it, it, some Florida, of them are, are hybrids. Florida's medical industry, medical marijuana industry, is owned by Canada basically at this point, or at least people that trade in the Canadian stock exchange. If you want to be technical about it, um. Nobody in Florida is is doing anything with this, and we have a long history. We had the guys from Swamp City on the other day, from Gainesville, um, and like that, we talked about the history of Gainesville Green and how like cannabis culture kind of like became a thing in Gainesville and flourished for a little while. And um, yeah, so we've got a, a great cannabis culture here. We don't need no damn Canadians coming into Florida. Or with, may, with maybe their I should say, beer and their polite attitude. Yeah, being kind and nice and just really just good, great people all around. But we keep, need to keep this they, money in Florida. I think they keep beavers as, as, as uh, pets. You know it, it's a big, it's a big thing with me. I think like one of the biggest things that that uh, uh, we need to look at is uh, not just where is the money coming from, but where is it going. Absolutely right. Um, and like, uh, and I'm a big believer that we need to make sure that certain financial, certain, certain, uh, financial streams or whatever you want to call them, uh, should stay within certain communities. Revenue streams. There you go. Yeah. Revenue streams or whatever. He's got Um, the MBA by the way. I don't know anything. (laughs) I, I don't know anything. Um, but no, um, we got to keep certain revenue streams within certain communities. I think we need to keep certain revenue streams within minority communities. We don't need to let that money leave that community, you know? So Florida needs this. Florida needs, uh, uh, uh first thing, what you're talking about before we need the, the reciprocity so tourists can come here. Then we need to legalize so that we can actually put taxes onto cannabis and then we need to open up the business, but open it up to Florida people. Florida people know weed. Man, you had your chance, Canada. You fucked it up here in Florida. Now, I know this is really getting ahead of the game, but I am hoping that when we do get legalization here in Florida, we do have an adult use thing with an excise tax and with the sales tax and all that, that, that the money from those taxes actually goes to where it's supposed to go. Where is That's, it supposed to go? Well, it depends. Uh, it, and in various states, it goes towards education programs. Uh-huh. And that, and that kind of situation mm. where it has to go where, where it can do the most good, you know, help people get off the streets uh, who are homeless and things of that sort, mm-hmm. because face it. I mean, we shouldn't have an adult program just to make the, the state coffers thicker. Mm. <laughs> it needs to do some good. Mm-hmm. Cause that's basically what, what this plant is all about. 
Well, you know, you're making me feel all nice and warm and cuddly inside. Um, but you're, you're right. It needs to stay within um, do good, and it needs to stay within certain communities here in Florida. I think that's a good compromise between it needs to stay within certain communities and it can't go to crack. No, and, and I apologize to Pensacola. Yes, you are officially methed up. Yes, and Pensacola <laughs> can't go to meth. No, <laughs> no meth I, for Pensacola. I, I, I used to tell people that Pensacola is a one-horse town and the horse is on meth. Man, I got to change this fucking headphone thing. It's fucking, it's, you, it's distracting me. I don't I, like it. You, you can't hear the thing or what? I can, I can hear it, but it's in and out. But it doesn't change. It literally, like the people that are watching, like the actual people in the show, it only affects me. It doesn't matter to the, the live stream or the, the audio recording at all. It just matters to these ears. Well, I don't even think you're having problems with your headphones. Your headphones are working great. My, huh? my headphones are fine. Now, if you want, I can give you my headphones. I don't want your headphones. I'll just take these I mean, off. I mean, I give to others. That's just what I do. You know? uh, I'll just take these off. And that's weird to do the okay. show without headphones now. I mean, but as, as far as other states' laws are concerned, there's a certain level in Florida of, of Schanafreunde, which is a German term meaning, you know, giving pleasure off the, the agony of others. And in, in the Schanafreunde category for this week, we'll talk about Ohio. Ohio? <laughs> Ohio, Ohio. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I moved here from Cincinnati back in 2007, huh. and I couldn't make it even possible for Ohio to get forward with their cannabis laws. But... It was passed in 2016 as a as a medical program, and if you look at it, it is still very much stuck in the same place where we were at in 2017. You can actually sell plant matter, but you can only vape it. You cannot burn it. Hmm. You can't smoke it. You can't combust it. Can you do like Florida was doing for a while with the pods? <laughs> exactly right. That's what it is. With, 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 with a wink and a nod. Yeah, because we, at one point in time, we had these little tiny ceramic cartridges with a metal top to them that nobody could open up just by using a nutcracker. Nobody ever did that. Let's be clear. I would take a hammer. I would <laughs> smash it with a hammer. It would be a lot of fun, but I get a lot of pieces of ceramic in my weed. So, so they've, been, they've been dealing with that law for five years now, and they've been trying to increase it. They've tried to, to improve it. And they actually have a 180-page bill that they're working on this Senate, this session right now. But they're almost certain that the governor is not going to set it, is not going to put it forward. Huh. So, Ohio, I feel sorry for you guys. You, you have a, a medical program with definite issues, but hopefully we, you can get past that one day. If you, but you got to stop eating that Cincinnati chili with the chocolate in it. Nobody ever puts chocolate in chili. Chocolate? Well, no. I like chocolate and chili. I like chocolate and anything. Yeah, you're basically mole sauce. Yeah. Chocolate, that's like chocolate and like hot sauce, right? Exactly right. Not really, right? Also in the Shonda Fournier category. What? Also in the Shonda Fournier category, one more one more item here, uh-huh. is the fact that Cureleaf just uh, got, uh, had one of their subsidiaries pay off a $500,000 lawsuit. Because they were selling cartridges, which they claimed was 100% cannabis inside, and yet they weren't because they were cut with thinning agents. So Cure Leaf was lying. In essence, yes. And they were selling that shit here in Florida? Uh, <laughs> no. No? Where were, where were they selling it? Well, that was through their That's so- like, they're like huge, right? They, they're in like multiple, multiple states, right? They're the biggest cannabis company in Florida, right? 
Uh, well, they're you know, the biggest can't. You know, the biggest can uh, company in Florida is Truly. The biggest company in, in the country is Truly. Truly has like eighty. Uh, that's confusing as fuck, though, because like they're the biggest company that's doing business here in Florida. And they also started uh, back in, in Europe and in, in, in the Ukraine area, and they, they came over here with a huge, huge amount of money. And, uh-huh. they, and they, they've got some decent price, uh, some product lines. The select line is, is kind of good, uh-huh. but. You can't take those kind of shortcuts and expect no one to notice. So, wait. So they were they they could have been poisoning. What were they cut with? Uh, tocopherinol. What the fuck is that? Acetate. It's a thing, agent. That sounds horrible. It is, and that, that was one of the things that they that were could doing. Have fucked up patients, <clears throat> man. Yeah, when they were having those those vaporated <laughs> lung incidents. But supposedly yeah. it's, it's been settled. So hopefully. They they won't so, be doing that anymore. So Floridians can't make quality bud here in Florida, but Russians can make well, poison. Florida is not optimal Florida. for growing. I mean, we got a lot of powdery mildew and everything else. We got a lot of bugs. Ah, uh, don't give me that. Though. High there, humidity. There's, there's strains that can grow in Florida. That's not how that works. It's not like cannabis. Cannabis can grow anywhere, and like it's just certain types of cannabis plants grow great in Florida. A lot of others don't. There are vegetables in the supermarket that don't come from Florida that you could buy right now that you won't be able to find in Florida. You can you can buy California oranges in supermarkets. Yes, right. Now, if you buy a carambola, it may be coming from Florida. It may be coming from, from, from California. It may come from elsewhere. We are a, a, a movable country. A lot of the things you buy in the supermarket don't necessarily come from your state, mm. and that, especially when it comes to produce and things of that sort. So why can't we have products imported from other states if they happen to have a strain that doesn't grow well in Florida that we could possibly use for a boutique uh, method for procuring a particular. Uh, Whoa, that's that's honestly what it would be like once legalization happens. Like that that's that sounds like utopia to me, Gary. Because that's honestly like I could like we could like, whoa, man, we could like have outdoor weed at Whole Foods. And then we can go and like we can. I don't even know what strains grow where, but we could have like Afghan Kush. Yeah, absolutely. That doesn't grow well in the Florida Gainesville green areas. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Well, I'm and I'm gonna throw out another product out here to somebody who's not sponsoring our thing because just he's a friend. Vinny Sadu, happy birthday today, and happy and uh, happy birthday, Vinny. And we also want to. Uh, applaud him for his new company that he and Hannah put together, Cushy Cakes. Cushy Cakes. Coming to chill them soon, actually. If you like your Cush in your cheesecake, this is the place to go. They got some you great, like they got some great, they got some great flavors, and they don't sponsor our show, so I'm going to shut up right now. And you didn't hear I just, what I just said. But happy birthday, Vinny. Happy birthday, Vinny. And hi, Hannah. Yeah, and now, now I've got to go ahead and go through my family because this is this, this week – it's, it's like one and a half week segment of like every year is what we call in my house the the, the month of cake mm-hmm. because of the fact that I've got all my daughter's birthday and my wife's birthday within, within a week and a half. So we've dealt with that. And this Tuesday is my 40th wedding anniversary. Going Aww. strong. So a shout Happy out to my wife. anniversary to Gary and Monique. That's right. She's put up with a lot this last 40 years. And I'll make certain that that guy get, gets out of that house soon. But uh, <laughs> he cuts the lawn. And, so, and he cleans the pool. So we've, <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of things coming up. 
Um, we've got Suncoast Normal member meeting coming up. That's right, on the 26th. And here's the best thing about our member meetings is that you don't even have to freaking um, try and get them ready. The, you don't even have to show up to any place or any event. You can just access it online. This, this, this medicine is literally virtual. Yeah, so you can join us for our Suncoast Normal member meeting on August 26th for absolutely free. You just have to log in on August 26th and click the link to register that I just dropped in all the chats and all the social media platforms that we're on. Um, and it's up on the screen if you haven't seen it. And, and for those of you that are listening, you can uh, log in on our website and uh, join us there. Um, and yeah, um, you got anything else going on, Gary? Uh <clears throat> We had a, uh, a new uh, cannabis license given out to the Cherokee Indians over in North Carolina, which is interesting because they're sovereign land. They don't necessarily have to follow the rules and regulations of that state. Like if you ever go to Las Vegas, there's a, a dispensary called New Woo where they don't pay sales tax because it's the Peyote, oh. the Peyote Indians that, uh, own, that own that particular uh, that store. I got I got to admit, man, I thought you were like giving me a signal earlier that you wanted to end the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do. I, I just wanted to. Uh, but to, you have more new, more news to do. Well, just just to throw this one thing out and then that'll be the end of it. OK, but uh, there's another gentleman in Florida who is also a Cherokee, who is also has, has challenged the uh, the Pigford license and the state and the state here has said they're not going to issue any new licenses until the Pigford license goes out. More power to the folks who want to push social equity, but I don't think we should stick with only one license. And I don't think we should hold up all that just for the, the first license. It should definitely be given out. It's five years too late, but it is never too late. That's what it comes down to. And it's never too late to work hard to make things better in the state of Florida. You hang out with, with Suncoast Normal, and you will be part of the solution. And that is where I'm going to close it. Yeah, join Suncoast I get the last Normal. Word. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This has been The Rotation, and you have been a part of it. You can be a bigger part of it by joining Suncoast Normal. Suncoast Normal is an organization that can help you make the change that we all need. Go to the Suncoast Normal website and become a member. Because that is how you become part of the change. You can find the Rotation podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes. But you can always join us in the Rotation at suncoastnormal.org. At that very website, you can join the cannabis movement by becoming a member of Suncoast Normal, gain access to cannabis events, cannabis info, Normal's legal network, and even a free membership to National. All by joining Suncoast Normal. That website again is suncoastnorml.org. You can also find us on social media at Suncoast Normal. Uh, find us on both Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you, Gary. And good night. Good night.